Welcome to the REI Foundation Podcast, where we cover all the steps and strategies to make your real estate dreams a reality. Now your hosts, Jason and Peely. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the REI Foundation Podcast with Jason and Peely. Uh, today, Peely has entrusted me with the reins to uh, try and go out there and uh, mess up as much as I can. So bear with me as we break through all these technical difficulties. But we have a super exciting show for you today. And uh, just if you like what you hear today, go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating and review. Feel free to check us out also on YouTube at the REI Foundation Podcast. And without further ado, we have Ola Dantis. Welcome, Ola. Thank you so much. Well, I want to give a little background on Ola. Ola is a lucky husband to his wife, Weona, and glad to be dad of their four-month-old baby, Temi. Did I say that correctly? Yeah. All right. Is a real estate entrepreneur, speaker, mentor, and podcaster, born in Nigeria, lived in the UK, and now is in the US. Ola has experienced three continents and started two businesses on two. Wow. We welcome to get into that. Ola Dantis is the founder, chief culture officer at the Dwellin.com, a multifamily investment syndicating firm, and has successfully house hacked his first building and currently experimenting with Airbnb and taking down a very hairy seven unit development opportunity. In the UK, Ola works closely with his partner brokering specialty real estate deals and now is in the process of shifting into development deals. Uh, he successfully closed on a 2.7 million dollar deal, and that's in pounds, guys. So take that into account. Working remotely in the U.S. on UK deals, Ola was able to underwrite and structure a seller financing deal for their buyer client, leading to a deal closing successfully in London. And although it's in its genesis phase, Ola and another partner are working on a new venture in 3D virtual reality space to provide solutions for B2B and B2C real estate users. Ola enjoys working with new investors, helping others become successful real estate investors. And finally, this is awesome. Ola gives back with Dwellin's One House Pledge, which is an initiative to donate a house to a family by Christmas every single year in Baltimore. This is his why. Well, welcome, Ola. That's incredible. Thank you so much. I, I wish I could call my wife in to hear that intro. That's, that's really nice. Thank you so Good. much. <laughs> Good. Well, that was amazing. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Well, let's just get started. How did you get started in real estate? I'm glad you asked that question. So I, like you said, born in Nigeria, lived in the UK, went to school in the UK. And I kind of got to a place in my life where it's kind of like, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? The question was there. I wasn't quite sure what to do. And a friend of mine, a really close friend of mine in the UK said, hey, could you meet me in Dubai? And we have a lot to talk about. I've got my real estate business is growing so quickly. Could you meet me in Dubai? And I was like, uh, well, you're in London. I'm in the US. Why Dubai? It's like, oh, no, I just got a meeting there. I think we're going to have a, a good strategy session for like maybe a couple of days on how to grow you know, my real estate business. And I really know you're great with your consulting skills so can you just meet me there for anyone you would think well this is weird too this is just out of place and random and why would i do that right <laughs> it's gonna cost me time it's gonna cost me a ticket um to go all the way there and why if this is just a waste of time so i spoke to um my wife um that i love you know who i love so much I said hey you know what do you think and she's like uh no <laughs> right. <laughs> and I spoke to another colleague of mine and like, uh, just Skype. Can you just like, no FaceTime? I was like, yeah, we could. But you know, my friend really likes like, you know, one-on-one. -on -one. Cut long story short. 
I was on a plane to Dubai to meet my friend. I met him and he showed me what he was doing with his, with his real estate business in the UK and how quickly it was growing. And over the space of two days, we really, really dipped out and dove into his business. And we saw that we could essentially double his business in a year. Now, I was sitting there thinking, wow, this is um, interesting. <laughs> could I do something similar or this in the, in the US, right? Um, so I basically came back, started Googling about real estate, just basic Google real estate. There was this company that kept coming back. You know, every time I asked a question, bigger pockets. So I got, you know, went to that website. Oh, I was like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> And then next thing I go on the podcast and I just, I just started to consume and immerse myself um, in the realm of, of real estate through mainly through bigger pockets, content forums and the podcast. So I had this content amalgamation over the next several months that really just raised my confidence. So from a, a guy that was being a consultant, helping a real estate business to becoming almost a full-blown real estate investor. Um, then I read pretty much um, all the books. But Rich Dad, Poor Dad changed my life. <laughs> when I read that book, I was like, oh, oh, this is everything I've been figuring out in my mind. I've been trying to read. I've been trying to articulate. I've been trying to design. This is it. This is the stuff. So when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it was just kind of, um, you know, pretty much as I say, the rest was history. Ah, amazing. Well, I'm going to ask you a super important question. So are you ready? Let's do it. All right. So how did you convince your wife that you could get on that plane? <laughs> well, you know, at the end of the day, real estate investors or, or anyone who says, ah, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to start buying houses or I'm going to start buying apartment buildings. I'm going to start flipping sometime soon in the nearest future, but right now I know nothing about it. Typically you're, you're a madman, a woman. <laughs> so I consider myself, I have some level of madmanness, right? So when I told my wife, she was like, uh, no. And I was like, yes. And she's like, no, I was like, yes. I was like, well, think of what could come out of this trip, right? So it's basically having a kind of a, you know, two view approach. Like what if I don't go, if I don't go, I go back to my generic everyday life, whatever the heck I was doing. Or if I do go and I learn something really cool that can actually impact our lives, which ironically did impact our lives, right? In retrospect. Incredible. Let's, let's push forward with that because there's a lot of people listening who, who are husband and wife couple and they're, they're looking out into this new venture and maybe they've been in a nine to five job all their life and they're looking to make that step lead them down that path. How can they get past first the limiting belief that they have themselves? And secondly, how can they convince their partner that this is an opportunity that they can't pass up because if they do, they may give up everything they want. So I love this stuff, Jason. I love this stuff. I love mindset. I love the ability to dream where I say to people, everything around us, like every element, right? Apart from obviously hair or sea or whatever, like the, the structures around us was somebody's dream. It was in somebody's mind. The buildings we see, the apartments building, the, the, the structures, our houses, it was in somebody's head. The cities, right? How the cities were constructed was somebody's dream. So if we can see in our mind, we definitely, definitely can bring that 
thought into fruition. Now, <laughs> that's the tricky bit, right? Between thinking, I can be in space tomorrow, or can I really be in space tomorrow, right? So your thinking has to be within what I'll call a reality sphere, right? You have to be realistic. Can I be an apartment syndicator in a year? Absolutely. Why? Because somebody has been an apartment syndicator in a year. That's realistic. Can I be in space or on Mars tomorrow? Um, no, because nobody has traveled to Mars in a day. So that should be the first step. Anyone listening to this and you're figuring out how to go about this, what is reality? What is my reality? How can I move from where I am today to where I need to be? And how do I benchmark that goal to the reality? Right? So that's number one. Number two is why? <laughs> why? Why do I want to do this? Right? You could just go back to what, whatever you were doing, go into your nine to five and live a perfect, fulfilling life right? We all don't have to be entrepreneurs. We all don't have to be real estate investors. But when you go back to that intrinsic fulfillment or that intrinsic need of why you're doing this, it all makes sense. So you can connect that reality, right, to why you're doing it, right? Third, I mean, of course, um, what is it that you want? I mean, you can literally go off the street right now on the, on the high street and just go to like 10 people and say, hey, hi there, morning, how you doing today? What do you want out of life? Most people say, I don't know. <laughs> I, never, I never thought about it. Anyone listening to this, you don't believe me, try it out. Ask five people, what do you want out of life? They would go, ah, I, don't, I, don't want, I want to be happy, right? If you get an answer, you, you get, I want to be happy. That's not good enough. What we want has to be defined. It has to be something we can actually visualize in our mind, right? We can actually play out the day in the life in 2025 based on what we want out of our lives. So first, we have to make sure we stay within the, rea the reality sphere, right? Two, you got to know, why am I doing whatever it is I want to try to do? And three, what is it that you want, you know, would you want to become? What is it that you want to do? And when you start to map that out, you get closer to achieving your dream. I mean, it's almost as simplistic as it sounds, but there is a process, right? So this is all like kind of in the mindset. We're, we're all in the mindset. Tactically, you got to do some things, right? You got to read the books. You got to, you know, I call, this is where I call content amalgamation. You got to suck it in. You got to read. You got to read. You got to read, right? Less than 1% of the of the US population actually authors a book, right? So we have, a, we have enough books out there and we have a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of real estate investors that would tell you what you need to do. Seek them out, right? Look for, I call them far distance mentors, people you've never met, but you like them, you follow them. Keep consuming their content, right? And people go, people go oh, I don't wanna go out there, I'm shy, I'm this and that. Go to your local real estate, meetup groups to be honest with you i'm not even the best or the you know i, I i'm not a big fan of the meetups because sometimes you get people trying to sell you plumbing and but that's fine you just you you have to be intention um intentional about what you're looking for at those settings right so on a mindset level those three things on a tactical level you gotta consume right and you gotta go out there 
I love it. So that's five things. I, I kind of yeah. want to stop there. Oh, it's amazing. It's, it's so powerful because you're talking about visualization and that's something that I, I do every morning and I don't have what's in my mind yet, but I already have it in my mind. So I already have it and it will be there. And it, it's so powerful. And it took me a long time because I had that same thing. I, you know, I'm not, not outspoken. I'm not out. It's a hard time to get out there and reach out to meet people. Even doing this podcast was a huge jump for us. So it, it was one of those things where I, I having this mental preparedness each day really set you up and, and thank you for that. And you spoke about mentors. Let's, let's follow on that topic. You sound like you've had some incredible mentors in your life and how have they impacted you and how can others who are maybe looking to find someone that they can, they can piggyback with or learn from, how, how can they find this person? So we typically would start our lives um, in a classroom, <laughs> right? We go to a place, pay somebody, an institution, a school to show us how to write. And then all the way to university level, we pay our university to give us a degree. And then we go out into the world, hoping that that content over three, four years helps us to get money back. Right. So that's simple philosophy. Everybody does it. Well, yeah. sorry, most people, at least that can speak. All right. I've gone through an institution, a school, but we stop for some really weird reason when we finish school or university, we stop learning. We feel as if all that knowledge would sustain us into the future. So, so let's say the typical person finishes like 25 years old, they're done university, they got their degree, they're done. We shouldn't stop. Why should we stop? We've been doing this for the past at least 20, 25 years. Kindergarten, school, college, we call it uni in the UK. Why should we stop now? So I think it's really interesting because every time you say mentor or you even say paid mentor, people are like, hmm, they want to take my money, right? But the, so did the university. <laughs> they took your money, gave you something that you're using to get money from your nine to five today. So I think it's very crucial as real estate entrepreneurs to make sure we're giving people who are seeking this life what they really need, right? Because, and when we're giving them what they need at a tactical level, they need to know the why behind it. So the reason is you need somebody to not only show you the way, but to propel you rather quickly at a shorter time right into where you really want to be so i think that's always important that's why you need a mentor because you've always had a mentor in the form of a teacher in the form of a principal you've always had one in form of your parents now we get to a stage we say i'm good i can do it for myself and that's one reason why a lot of people don't get to that place that they want to be and we're all so afraid to, 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 I guess, admit that we don't know something these days, that everybody wants to know everything. And I was in that same boat. I, I remember, and it's so funny you touch on this topic because I, you know, I get out of college, I, I've had teachers, I've had coaches in sports, and all of a sudden I'm out here in the world and there are no more coaches. And three or four years ago, it took me like 13 years to realize like, man, I, I had these coaches and these teachers for all this time and here I am just out doing my thing. Why don't I have a coach in my life? Like, why don't I have this person? And I put that back into it and it's, it's made dramatic impact in my life and Peely's life. It's been an incredible feature. So it's, it's so ironic that you touched on that topic because it, it just hit home that, yeah, I was the same thing. I was like, I've always had coaches. And so why did I stop? And it just, cause 
that's what in your mind or what uh, the, I, I guess everybody around you assumes that is supposed to happen. That that's just, it's absolutely amazing. So let's jump into your business. Tell me about your business and how it's evolved. So, you know, kind of going back to what I said, get, came back to the United States from Dubai from the meeting and then had all this content, started reading, bought our first multifamily building. So my wife and I were really, I convinced, I also convinced my wife to come on this journey with me. Um, she's awesome. Obviously, I'll say that she's, she might listen to this one day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we, we bought it, right? And the first day that we got the rent, it was like the heavens opened, like, <laughs> like we I'm like hold on somebody paid me to use my space right I'm like wow can I get like a hundred of these and I just get this every month right so I touched on that before the business so I was like wait we can do this at a personal level oh my goodness we need a business for this right and not just a business a business we can scale rather quickly right and perhaps help other people who are looking to do this. So dwelling came about, right? And obviously dwelling, dwelling buildings, right? Um, and we started dwelling. And when we started dwelling, it was kind of like, wow, where do we start? What do we do, right? And going back to the mentors, that's where that helped. Um, it's a process where we're very active on social media. We've, we've got investors now. Um, we're, we're deploying capital now. You know, for us, where we are with our business is how can we go to that next step and how can we leverage what we now have in house in terms of intelligence about the market, in, about, you know, the kind of investments we like to make. So that's kind of where we're at. And we're constantly seeking, you know, folks who are looking to basically help, um, you know, that, 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 that are looking for our help to to basically help them invest their money, essentially. So that's kind of where we're at. And obviously we have a global mindset. We're looking for folks, you know, in the US, we're looking at folks in the UK, we're looking at folks even in, in Africa. So that's kind of more of where we're at today. But I think for us right now, we're just trying to really put ourselves out there. We're, like I said, very strong on social media, extremely strong on, on Instagram and Facebook. And that has, that has been really good to us thus far. And of course, um, I also have the podcast, The Dwelling Show. I get, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really humbled to, to meet a lot of really successful entrepreneurs um, and talk to them about how they've done it. So that's, it's been pretty nice. We have a somewhat broad portfolio. So, you know, the podcast with the investing side, the flip side, um, you know, almost even the nonprofit. I won't call it a nonprofit, but with the one house pledge. So we have a ton of stuff going on and it's a lot of, um, I guess, a lot of, you know, different pieces of the puzzle. So it's coming all together and really, really grateful for what, what we've done thus far. How do you focus with so much going on? Fantastic question. So we all have 24 hours in a day. Um, we have the same time as, you know, um, the guy running Tesla. We have the same time as Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook. We have the same time as, you know, presidents. So I always look at, my day has what would give me the best return on my time, including my, my life on my personal level, right? With my baby and my wife. So what is going to give me the best return of my time? So I would look 
I have daily goals, I have weekly goals, I have monthly goals, quarterly goals, and yearly goals. So I work my way from my daily goal because that I believe is going to impact, is going to have a cascading effect on my monthly, my weekly, my quarterly. So I literally have a process that I follow every single day. I wake up in the morning, I have my oolong Chinese green tea, I make, I make my, my green shake, I write my goals down 29 times, and that's not, that's just, it's not a random number, it's, that's the amount of lines you have in a standard notebook. Oh. <laughs> I do that every single day, and these are the things that I do, and I, have, I do my same daily goals that I, that, that's continued to work for me, um, I've seen results, and I do that. And that also keeps me in terms of what to focus on every single day. Amazing. Amazing. And how have you, how long have you been doing that and how have you seen that impact your life? Uh, I would say like really strongly, I'll probably say about a year, right? About a year in terms of writing down my goals. I've been kind of spotty, right? But for some weird reason, the past two months, I haven't lost the day. I don't think. Um, cause I write the date at the very top and I write my goal, the same thing. So, but in terms of my routine, it's, it's kind of going into mindset as well. If, if this is what you want in the future, and you know, this doing these things every single day is going to help towards this main thing, right? This main goal, the activities that you're engaging in every day has to be a routine. Like we try to put our baby to sleep at 10. Right, she takes a wipe down at 9:30. We feed her at night. Like life is a machine, right? I mean, life is a machine. We some people will go to work at the same time. We, we you know we pack the same lunch. We, it's the same thing. So if you look at the future and you say this is what I want, I want to be an astronaut. I don't care whatever. You have to do certain things that astronauts need to do to get there. It's the same thing with real estate investing. You have to make sure you have a process because we're human beings. And we're creature of, of habits, essentially. That's uh, incredible. Incredible. Let's talk about your first deal. Because there's a lot of listeners who, that, that's the hardest thing. They're, they're trying to get over that hurdle to that first deal. And you took down a great deal. So would you share a little bit of the numbers and just how you decided that this was the one for you to start your real estate investing career? Love it. I love that question. So let's, let's break it down. So let's break the first deal down into the mindset. How did I do it? And then tactically, right? How did I do it tactically? So let's do mindset first. So mindset was, well, right now I live in an apartment, right? This is the current, this is my current reality, my current situation. Or I could go buy a home, right? That I don't really know what's going to happen. So right now we're talking about uncertainty, right? I was comfortable in my apartment building. I don't care when the, the, the trash collection happens. I just throw my trash out. I don't care where I park. Everything is just, I like it. I like my life. I think what I thought, Oh, I could go do this new thing that I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm stressing this point because that's a lot of us. Your current situation is you're used to it. You're okay with it. It's almost, it's almost over comfortable. <laughs> so I said to myself, what if I go and do this crazy thing and it is so much better than what I'm comfortable with. And I started thinking about it, right? So you play out this soap opera. <laughs> yeah. 
in your mind, right? So I buy the house, I get rent, I get rent every month. So if I get a thousand or if I get 2000 a month, that means I can keep my paycheck from work, which means I can save more money. Or if I stay at the apartment, I continue to pay my 1500 or 1300 rent for the next 20 years of my life. And I would have more kids and my wife could wait. No, no, it doesn't make sense. Right. When I give talks and I tell, I tell people, you talk to yourself and people go, huh? Yes. <laughs> you have conversations with yourself. Communication with yourself is the most important. Not like people go, Ooh, it sounds cuckoo. Yes, it does, but it works. Right. And it's not just talking to yourself, like, you know, on the street, like, weirding everybody out but literally playing scenarios out they're called if and then scenarios anybody that anybody that's a finance editor on an excel spreadsheet you know fan would know that if then right so when you start to play that out in your mind you start to slowly but surely get your answers i mean it's simple do i continue to pay 1300 in this apartment building or do I buy a thing, a structure that would give me, I don't care, 500 and I can keep my paycheck? Your brain, most people, your brain will say, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's why, that's why I did it. Your brain tells you, yes, of course. Why would I keep pay- giving my paycheck to whoever when I can, right? So that's the mindset. That is, that is crucial because that's, not, that's not the only thing that would drive you, but it's such an important prerequisite, right? So now you understand the mindset. You were thinking on your way to work. You were driving, you listened to the podcast or whatever, on your lunch, whatever. So you know that I got to do this because if I don't, this is what's going to happen. Now, the fun part begins. You got to work. Sorry, guys, you have to work. And like Gary V says, it's like you got to eat. I don't want to use the word, but you have to every day, like as human beings and as people, as people trying to get ahead in the world and in life, you got to understand nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about you in the sense that you're, it's, it can be lonely, right? It can be lonely. You can reach out to people and say, Hey, be my mentor. I don't reply. Yes. You can reach out to the real estate investor in your area and they don't reply. Yes. That's reality. But when you have your answer, that if I don't do this thing, this is my, this is my future. And it doesn't look great. It w- you will continue to drive yourself, right? Almost naturally, because you know, right? So then you got to start reading. You got to start looking at properties. You got to start learning. You have to start analyzing deals. But for some reason, I think a lot of people can do that tactical piece of the block. It's all, I feel like the energy or the piece that is not really understood is the mindset aspect is the very beginning, right? The tactical stuff, we all have jobs or whatever, like nine to five, like, or you've had a job or you can do things like you can run a report on a spreadsheet. Like anyone can do, anyone can do that. So that would be the second step. However, you, and you have to do those things and you don't need me and maybe you do, but typically you can Google a lot of this stuff, right? And it's all on bigger pockets. So I think, that was what helped me to really push the trigger. Um, to go to the deal itself, we bought, it's a multifamily building. We bought, we bought it for 240. It's in a class A area in Baltimore. Cause just in case anyone's on the, uh, on the call thinking, Oh, Baltimore crime. No, 
that's just like every city we have really really i'm a big advocate of baltimore i live here my you know my daughter has been raised here it's a great city um we bought it for 240 we spent an extra i would say 30 40 i think it will be appraising right now for about 350 380 um the rent are going to be 3500 so pretty good um deal for us to start with way past the you know the one percent um rtv so i think for us when my wife and i when we figured out like wait hold up a second this is really cool like we're actually getting money into our bank of america this is awesome you know my wife told me one day she's like i actually have money in my Bank of America. I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> so I want people to hear this so they really understand how this, the sequence of events, right? From sure. almost living paycheck to paycheck, like, oh my God, you know, like we just constantly have to go to work to pay this rent to actually accumulating capital in your account. And how'd right? you find the deal? So we found a deal on the MLS, nothing fantastic, just the MLS. Great. Great. Well, it is fantastic because uh, everybody assumes that you can't find deals in the MLS. It's <laughs> living proof right there that you can. Correct. Ah, Correct. Incredible. Well, way to take action because that's what it's all about. And you can listen to this podcast, any podcast, but if you're not going to take what Ola and others are doing, it, you have to be the crazy person because what you think about is if I'm the crazy person for talking, my, talking to myself and I get what I want, then you're going to be crazy for not talking to yourself and being stuck in a life that you don't want. So absolutely. Thank you for that. Well, you have an amazing project going on right now, a flip project. I'd love to know a little bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I think this is really interesting because you talked about action, right? Um, When I talk to people, we are sometimes just so, almost coy and shy, like, oh, I don't want to call people. I mean, I mean, I wrote a blog on this. Oh, I don't want to reach out. Oh, I don't want to speak to this person because they might not want to talk to me. Oh, it's almost like, who cares? Reach out. Reach out. What's, what's the worst that can happen? They don't pick up. Or they pick up and say, I don't know you. That's fine. That's kind of what life is, right? My baby is, well, she's six months old, right? If she starts trying to walk and she falls, Am I going to say, oh, you know what? Uh, I just give up on you. You're never going to walk, right? I mean, if that was the case, nobody would be walking right now on this planet. <laughs> we all be crawling. We all will be crawling. Why do we do that in our businesses, in our lives? We go, oh, I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to do it. I'm like, I don't get it, right? And I, 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 I'm, I'm giving this preamble because it's really interesting. I heard on a Bigger Pockets podcast that, I, I don't remember the guest, but it was like, if he sees a number like a for rent or for sale sign, you will call that number and say, hey, I'm a real estate investor. I'd like to buy your building. <laughs> so I heard that one tidbit and for some reason it's stuck, <laughs> right? right? So every time I see that, usually, and it's a building I like, obviously, I would call and say, hey, my name's Ola. I'm a local investor. I'd like to see if you were interested in selling your building. And usually maybe they won't pick up or whatever. Or if they pick up and say, I'm sorry, I'm passing this to my, my children. I'm sorry, I'm not selling or come and take a look or whatever. In any case, um, I called a number. I called a number and it was, uh, it was a number, number. I left a message. And usually when that happens, I would text and say, hey, my name is Ola. And I will also send my website. And the reason I'm talking through this tactically is anybody that is out there and you've actually figuring out how do I go and do this today? This is it. You text, 
and then you send your website on a separate text so they can see your website. And what you're doing is you're sharing your story with this person that's going to either hear your voicemail or read your text before you even talk. And that's key. Because if you were to get a text, Jason, from someone and they're like, oh, whatever, I want to buy your building. And you're like, yeah, who cares, whatever. But you put your website and they click on it and it's a professional website. They can see you, so they can see who you are. They can see what you're doing. Of course, they're going to pick up. Or at least text me and say, sorry, I don't want to. Oh, you know what? Maybe we can do business. In any case, this one guy texted me back and he happened to be one of the bigger developers here in Baltimore. And we started talking and he's like, hey, you know what? Let's grab lunch. Right. I was like, OK. I met him at one of his buildings. We, you know, we, we had a good time. We clicked. He became a partner of mine. Right. Shortly thereafter, I got a, I mean, I get a deal sent, you know, through my desk all, all day. And I, I, we had some investor capital, but obviously we love, 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 love multifamily. But this deal was so good and was so juicy, I couldn't pass it by. But I'm not a big flipper. As a matter of fact, uh, I kind of shy away from flipping, right? But I will do, of, of course I will, right? Because <laughs> um, we would like to basically maximize our returns for our investors. So we found this flip and this this guy i mentioned that i met was like yeah we gotta do it i've got my crews i've got men you know we can deploy we've got you know the dumpster ready let's go so we looked at the numbers numbers worked we bought the deal we bought we bought the deal and you know lo and behold a few days after we bought the deal we had a dumpster delivered we had guys going in ripping our walls we took our walls and now the project's doing pretty well um we're on on time to basically finish in the next month or so so I, I went through that whole story just to show people that you have to position yourself. Yeah. You have to position yourself, meaning you have to be active. You have to be active. You have to be out there. You, ha- you can't just be dormant, like, uh, I'm not going to do anything. Like, you have to be out there. And then before you know it, you're out there. That's great. So this, this deal itself that... It's it's an amazing story because you found this deal through finding a connection through a text message. It shows you where technology has taken us, how much action you can take, and just how you can create action by just really just picking up the phone. So amazing. Give us what's the numbers here? What'd you buy it for? What's your budget? What are you, what are you looking to sell it at? So right now we bought this for seventy five. We're looking to put in another seventy five, and hopefully we're looking to sell this for between two hundred two fifty. So that's kind of where we're looking at. So we're looking to almost like um, triple I initial capital. Um, So we're pretty excited. Uh, We don't know how much we're going to sell it yet because we haven't sold it. Um, But that's kind of what we're looking at. Ah, That's awesome. That's kind of what we're looking at. Pretty, pretty exciting deal. Well, what's something in your business today you're struggling with? Or or let's say what's a growing point that that you can help listeners learn from? So as you start to scale right? Your business, there are going to be things that are big items. For example, my podcast is, it's a big item, right? I have a weekly podcast. I got to, I have to, I mean, you know this, Jason, I have to edit. I have to push stuff out on social media. I have to, you know, put the effects on the video. I have to edit the video. I got to, I have to edit the audio, you know? So that is the thing, right? This occurs in my life every week. So a growing pain is thinking about a team. So now we're thinking about bringing somebody on board to actually join us and help us. Um, so I think as you're growing a business, you start to realize there are 
big items that you just cannot do by yourself. So as we begin to absorb people into our organization, we're looking for people who actually fit with our culture, who fit with our philosophy, and who basically have a service mindset, right? Um, you know, when I meet people, I ask them, how can I serve you? What can I do to help you? Right. Cause constantly we always just, cause naturally as humans, we're so self-centered, right? Um, just, it's not cause we're bad people. It's just, you think about yourself. So when we flip that switch and say, Hey, how can I help you? What can I, how can I add value to you? Yeah, it, now it's a different, it's, it's, it's a different result that you're going to be seeing. So that's kind of what we're looking for right now in our business, people that can come in and add value and have, can add value to them and kind of grow um, our business kind of to the next level as we, as we go into the new year. Well, I asked this self-serving because we're hiring ourselves. How are you sourcing these people? How are you finding these people? So the good thing is the world is so global right now. So you can basically hire somebody from Vietnam if you wanted to, or somebody in Kenya or, you know, somebody here in Denver in the United States. So what we're doing is we're placing ads um, on, in local universities right? You'd be amazed. Actually, some local universities do have portals, online portals where you can just post jobs and you start getting applications. Um, but we also like to engage with our followers on, on Instagram and on Facebook. And we're looking to post jobs on there too. But we're being selective because it's, it's not like we have, you know, 200 roles to fill. We'll probably be a couple of roles going to the new year so, you know, from, a social, from a social media standpoint and some content creation um, so that's kind of where, where we, I mean, we're doing this strategically as well in terms of the universities, cause we're trying to, um, contribute to our community essentially that we live in. That's incredible. So where do you see your business going in the next five years? Well, the goal is simple, right? We're trying to grow our portfolio pretty rapidly. So in five years, we want to be at least, um, up to, you know, at least a thousand units definitely more than 500 units um, in total unit count. So that's kind of where we're pushing for. And now we're speaking to a ton of investors that are looking to, um, that we're looking to help steward the capital essentially and help with that capital preservation, obviously grow that money for them as well. So that's kind of what we're looking for in, in a five to 10 year outlook. Are you looking to have all this growth happen locally in Baltimore? I think it's going to be interesting. You know, I think it's going to be really interesting because Baltimore has a very um, almost unique mix in terms of multifamily. So you, you will get the big 150 unit, 200 units here, but typically they're smaller sizes. So we're always open to underwrite deals outside of the state. But I'm a big, big, big proponent of investing in the community that we, you know, we live in and to kind of help grow that community. Cause if we invest here, we essentially create more jobs. We want to keep that growth in, you know, where we live, but I'm not opposed at all to invest in out of state. Uh, incredible. If you could give a listener, a, a new investor or, or someone who's just gotten started an actual step to take today to really propel or just get started with their real estate journey, what would that step be? You got to read. You got to read. You got to read. If you can hear my voice right now, if you can see me on YouTube, you have to read. Something happened, right? We have this fascinating tools, our phones. So why would I want to read? I can just be on Instagram or YouTube watching a cat video. 
it's it's nice. It makes me feel good. It fills my dopamine levels in my brain, right? Why well, don't want to touch a book? It's just disgusting. But that's where the knowledge is. <laughs> you gotta read. You gotta read. I'm this kid from Africa, and I'm almost, I guess, even you can even argue living the American dream. But you gotta read. It's all through books, right? Um, so I, I think that's the one thing. I mean, I, I wish I could have had a few more, but you got to read. You have to, have to, have to, have to read. All the knowledge you need reside in books. It sounds almost basic, but it's all in there. <laughs> it's all in there. Read. What is your big why? You know, I just, I was meant to give a, a, a talk to a classroom in India today. So I actually spoke to the program director. To, um, it's a nonprofit called everydaychild.hog, I think, and where you basically go on, on camera and speak to a, a classroom full of people. For me, my why is just motivating others. I love it. If I could wake up and just do that, and I've been told I should, I would do that because there's just so much in every single one of us. We just need to like bring it out. It's there. It's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be in there. Right. So I just love to motivate people and show them that whatever path they're on and they don't like it, they don't have to stay on that path. They, they can pivot. Right. Right. Yeah. Have you ever heard people say, just go with the flow, just go with the flow. I'm like, what the heck is that? What's that? What's the flow? What are you talking about? I say, I say, stop going with the flow and start paddling towards your goal. Stop going with the flow and start paddling towards your goal. Right? So that's, that's kind of, that's kind of what I would love to do. Just like motivate and help people. You don't have to be a real estate entrepreneur. You could be a monk, right? In a temple somewhere. And that gives you fulfillment. Go do it. Yeah. That's great. What are some words you live by? Gratitude. Great. Gratitude, right? Gratitude. I give, like I said, I give a lot of talks and I tell people, you have to be grateful of what you have first, right? Like you, you, like you, have, to, you have to say, hey, whatever it is I have right now, which could be honestly, like I, I had some McDonald's coffee today. You have to be grateful because if you're not grateful of that McDonald's coffee that you just had and feel the taste and, and, and just get the aroma to be infused into your, your nose, how are you going to have something larger? Because you're not even thankful for the tiniest thing that you have. So gratitude, right, is so key. When you start to have that, things start to look better for you because you're appreciating the little things in life right? We all like in the chase of things. We love things. I do too. We love it, right? But things never fills any void. Gratitude. Second thing, I call it active humility. Active humility. You know, some people say, ah, you know, I'm humble. What does that mean? You're just humble because you can act humble? No, it means like you're so humble, like you're willing to just help whenever no one's watching. And it's a daily habit for you. You're actively being humble, you know? So if you look at like men in history and what's what almost brought them down, it's, it's they're kind of, the, 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 the crown got bigger than their head, right? So you have to stay humble constantly. So gratitude and humility. 
Amazing. Ola, this has been absolutely inspirational. We thank you for your story. It's given me, I, I, I'm motivated. I, I'm ready to go. I hope you're ready to go out there because I'm ready to go. <laughs> thank you. We, we really wish you luck with an incredible journey coming up. We thank you so much for being on the podcast. We look forward to having you back in a year and really see how much you've transcended just in the last year. I can only imagine where you'll be in the next 12 months. So if there's listeners out there that would like to hear a little bit more about you or, or find you, where can they find you? Yeah, I mean, um, best, my, my, just go to my site, invest with Ola. So invest with Ola. My name is O-L-A, not H, not the Spanish L-O. It's investwithola.com. So you can go on there. You can, you know, you can just Google me. Um, and if you want to follow my crazy story, just go on Instagram, Ola Dantes. And I've got a ton of like weird stuff going, jokes, whatever. I like to laugh and just just go check me out. And obviously the podcast as well. I'm sure you have this in the show notes, Jason, is dwelling.com forward slash show. Um, if you go to the invest with Ola.com, you can get to the podcast too. Well, Ola Dantes, everyone, absolutely inspirational story. Thank you so much for being on the show. This is Jason and Peely, who is uh, still out there wandering uh, out with the kiddos today. But this is the REI Foundation podcast with Jason and Peely. Thank you so much for listening. Also, make sure to check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash the REI Foundation podcast. Thank you very much. Bye now. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning into the REI Foundation podcast. Check back next time for more awesome tips and strategies to launch your new you in real estate.